You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, hello. Welcome to it. An edition of Sports Day. It is Wednesday night. Welcome to it. And he's back. We had the rats last night, but we've got the sats uh, tonight. How are you, Satsy? Good. I was listening to you guys. You on the rat yesterday. Very good. Uh, very good content. And our listeners loved it too, by the way. I well, just wanted to say. It was mediocre. Rat was very good, as he always is. You Correct me if I'm right. You just trying to jock sniff, as no, usual. Mate, I know, I've known the rat for a long time. I've known him longer than you've known him. Of course you have. Yep. And you were, have. You, were you mentioned in his book? Mm. Were you? Listen. What? No, no. Tell me. Were you mentioned in his book? Oh. Did you go? To, I didn't see you at his, see you at his wedding. Were you there? That yeah, but the reason why he invited you is because his Someone wife his wife was working for you and she needed to keep a job. <laughs> yeah, right. And they needed someone to mop up the buffet, let's yep. be honest. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Sports Day. It's on again. We're fighting like a couple of teenagers. Uh, on today's show, the big news coming out of Manly, the Insula Peninsula is that Tommy Turbo has left training with a suspected hamstring injury. Is this the same as last year? Right leg. It's a concern. It's a real concern. And many believe if he, from Manly that if he has an operation, he'll be right for the round one of the NRL. But still, it's got to be a concern that is he a player that's going to be littered with, with so many injuries. Like we've seen some great players over the years that have been littered for inju- with injuries and have really affected their career. It was the was it the same hamstring he did last year? Yeah. Mm. From memory, as you sip your coffee, are you serious? Sorry, mate. I'm just, I'm very relaxed mm. when I come to work. <laughs> I actually got you some cake today because it was your birthday yesterday. Yeah, it was. And I brought I brought some in because I thought your wife would be here as well, but she's not here. Mm. So, bit rude. The Satlas, uh, Adam Peacock will join us on the show today. By the way, uh, talk about. Australia's run at the World Cup and what he thought of his time over in Qatar. Uh, that's ridiculous. Have you got some of those? I have. I've got some. We'll bring those out as well. Uh, and we'll continue our expose on the great sporting moments of 2022. Yesterday, you missed Ash Barty uh, winning the Australian Open. We've got a ripper. Another beauty. Rugby league related or? No. Oh, okay. Well, there's a connection to rugby league. So it's great sporting moments or just sporting moments? Uh, Featuring Australians. Featuring Australians. So there is a connection to rugby league. Okay. That is what we call a hook and tease in the biz, kids. Mm. If you're getting into radio, take that with you. Uh, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter, Sports Day Queensland. This is Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento Large SUV brings you this schmozzle. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. 
This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to it. Sats is back. Badge is back January 3 for expert car service. Book in your local Repco authorised service centre. Sats. Mm. Uh, Tommy Turbo. Concerning. Uh, yeah, it is. We talked about it off the top of the show, but we won't know, well, we won't know much yet. Uh, it'll take a couple of days. And well, he's been sent for scans and... Yep. Probably to allay a lot of people's fears, it's his right hamstring. I just went to look at some some footage during the break. It's his bad hamstring is his left hamstring. Oh, so it's the other one now. But we've got to remember he didn't miss the end of last year or half of last season because of a hamstring. Remember he had a shoulder reconstruction. So that's right. Land on his arm. His but he arm missed was the out. first five rounds, I think. Yeah. So he's um, it's a right hamstring, and even though it's the opposite hamstring, it's concerning biomechanically. He, he's six foot four, six foot five, Tommy, mm. and um, obviously there's something wrong. There's an imbalance in his body. I but, reckon he's. I reckon because he's had that other hamstring problem. Well, is it? Yeah, he's put pressure on the. On Possibly the good one. now, yeah. this is this is what they've got to look at with him moving forward. Now they've really got to monitor his workload. Mm. Now it was innocuous. He was just basically slowing down. As he was slowing down, his his right hamstring oh. tore in some nature. We don't know the depth of it. Are they going to have a scan uh, today? And we'll know a little bit more, like you said, over the next couple of days. So, but but it's a concern for Manly. Yeah. Uh, about how do they try and keep him in cotton wool, but also still expose him to to the big games? Did you say off the bone, or am I thinking that? No, I okay. didn't say that. Right. No, because I think ham off the bone. Oh, have you got your Christmas ham yet? No, going to New Zealand for Christmas this year, so letting oh. the other family can't take that in the. Uh, my in... my mother in law brings oh. a carrot. She's famous for a carrot cake. My right. my mother in law. Yeah, she brings her carrot cake from New Zealand to Australia through customs and gets it through. I don't know how they don't get the... I'm sorry I brought this up because mm-hmm. I was talking about ham. Like, it's great off the bone. Yep. And now you're talking about carrot cake and your mother-in-law. <laughs> you suck. Broncos back Jesse Arthurs has returned from a loan deal with the Warriors and, and is eyeing a starting centre spot at the Broncos. Herbie Farnworth's the leading contender for the other, but Arthurs and Selwyn Cobbo create plenty of competition spots in the outside backs. Katoni Staggs. How would you go past Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farnworth? I oh, know. It's a good strike, strike it's weapon, isn't it? Both on either side. Katoni's he's still learning the game. Katoni, um, is he a lock? I, I don't think he is. I think he's at this stage of his career. I think he's just an out and out centre. I don't think defensively he's a lock. Well, you probably wouldn't want to expose him to that sort of workload at the mm. moment. So he's explosive. The way that he plays the game with real explosive nature, I think both he and Herbie would be the centres. Selwyn Cobbo is going to be a, a centre slash fullback. Yep. But you don't have to rush him. He's still 19, 20 years of age. Uh, finally, before we go to a break too here, uh, NRL great Benny Elias has told his nephew, Mitch Moses, he should stay with the Eels and not go anywhere else. Yeah. And he's probably trying to take, he's probably trying to take the professional, the, the, the love that he has for the Tigers, trying to take that emotional cap off. And say so you've just got to be where you're happy. Don't go where there's going to be more money. That's a really good point. Just it, go where you're going to be happy. Where you're going to play yeah. your best rugby league. You're getting offered a million dollars. Are you happy at the club? And because the grass isn't always greener, right? No. And for the sake of a hundred grand. Oh, well, yeah, you know, hundred grand is a lot of money to everyday Australians. Yeah. But in saying that, when you're playing a professional sport and you you're weighing up a hundred thousand dollars here or there, and you. You're basically going to a new club. You're gonna. You have to recreate your your standing within the club, and surely they can find him a poker machine or two. 
Are you allowed to do that nowadays? Not allowed to do it. Oh, Those okay. just went badge. Oh, the Raiders. Um, <laughs> He's still got that poker I don't machine. think Mitchell Moses will leave para. No, I, I'm with you. I don't think he will either. He loves Brad Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. That was a joke about the poker machine as well, by the way. I'm not suggesting uh, anything. Oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a few clubs that still use that. There are comments approach. from Scott Sattler. This is Sports Day. The seventh. Do you get your poker machine for life like Gary's got his? He goes in there once a month and collects all the $1 coins out of it. I used to work in oh, em- now it's 50s empty and poker machines. Oh, did you? Oh, but that was in the coin so days. Money. Now, that, oh, mm. yeah, don't, don't try it. This is Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. Adam Peacock joins us next on Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. He gets up to the shoulder of Gvardiol, who's kept him at bay. Messi spins around. Gvardiol gets goal side of him, lays it back in. It's a third for Argentina. Julian Alvarez is there to finish, but it was the wizardry. It was the majesty. It was outstanding from Lionel Messi, who twisted and turned, and he had Yoshko Gvardiol all up in a knot. And he laid it right into the feet of Alvarez. Yeah, Matt, um, we're going to talk to Adam Peacock uh, from Code Sports and also does uh, Saturday mornings on SEN uh, with the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. In fact, I think Adam is on the line now. Adam Peacock, are you there? I am. Sorry about that. I was on another, another phone call. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's all right. We can wait. Yeah, mate, we're, not, <laughs> mate we're, we're, we're only sitting here working out our big bash uh, super coach yeah, teams, mate. Right. Are you involved in that sort of stuff? Are you, do you do that? No, nah, no. Nah. Anti, or not anti it, but I just, I'm, I'm a serial, I'll do it, and then three weeks in, I forget about it, and then. Yeah, what? you're behind the eight ball. So, yeah. um, Nah, you, you you miss one, Matty, you miss two, and then it's like, oh, well, yeah. I'm doing this. The number of English Premier League fantasy seasons, that I didn't even get to September um, <laughs> and keep it there when the season starts in August. So, no, I'll leave that for other people. Have you had any sleep over the last three weeks? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably, like, slept really well. To be you haven't been writing any um, articles for Code then, have you? But, mate, it's all been the World Cup, right? And you've been in Qatar, yeah. you're back home now. Uh, what was that experience yeah. like over there, Adam? Different. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a different joint to what we're used to out here, but it, expecting that. And, look, it was uh, – football-wise, it was unreal. Like, I, I got to 18 World Cup games, so um, I'm never going to do that at a, a single World Cup ever again. Um, but culturally and, yeah, just experiencing a different place like a, a Middle Eastern culture like I did, it was uh, – it was eye-opening. Some of it was great. Some of it was like, oh, don't know about that. But, um, hey, it's their backyard. They can do what they want with it. Mate, tell me the the, the, the energy around a soccer World Cup, a FIFA World Cup. I mean, I've, I've been around a Rugby World Cup. I've been around – and that was, the, you know, the energy in the streets and the, in the cities that we played in was amazing. What was it like? How many – I mean, it's the biggest sporting event in the world and soccer fans are notoriously passionate. What's it like around the mm. grounds and – in the bars and so on. Yeah, not many bars in Doha. Only, but, um, <laughs> there was a couple. We found them. We found them. Look over there. They they want their um, Middle Eastern, their Islamic values to, to shine, and they don't want 
people drinking in the street. They don't want bars. So you can go into five-star hotels and they're hidden away and you've got to walk through a door and then another door. Then you're in the bar and it's like, oh, this is like home. So they're, they're just Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're off Broadway. So um, that that in itself is an experience. But the World Cup, you're, you're right. Like I went to – I had the fortune of being able to take in a Brazil game, um, take in a, a couple of Argentina games. Um the passion of these these people was red hot. Now it was a little different because usually the European nations travel in huge numbers, but it wasn't quite. I think a lot of the lead up and the the, the stories in the Western media about what Doha, or what Qatar is about, and, and what it's like, it, it spooked a lot of people and, and kept them away. But the, the South Americans are mad, like those Argentinians. There was forty thousand of them at our game against mm. them, and they just sung from an hour before kickoff until well after full time. It was just amazing. It was and fantastic. I noticed on Sunday morning that wonderful game between England and France, a lot of the fans actually flew in that day because it's easier to fly the six hours from England or France than it is to find somewhere decent to stay. So, geez, these fans are committed. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was to do with the, the lead-up. It was really hard, actually, to book accommodation in the lead-up. It was like a really confusing process and they didn't quite have it down pat. So a lot of people were actually flying in and out of Dubai to the games and yeah. Abu Dhabi um, and also Amman. I know a lot of people there. And yeah, some people were flying all the way from England. It was a six-hour flight. It's like basically us flying to Perth almost. Yeah, so yeah. Not, the, not too hard. But um, yeah, it was staying there for the whole two. Like we stayed in a like a really middle-class area. Like we stayed in just a normal apartment. We had a lot of North African expats around us, Tunisians, Moroccans, wonderful people, welcoming, um, happy, good to have a chat and laugh with. I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I, I was happy that we stayed there rather than some four-star, five-star hotel, some concrete monstrosity that has no soul. We, we, we kind of got out in, in the streets a bit and it was that was a good aspect of it. Yeah, nice one. So onto the football or the soccer, as many of our listeners will know mm. as, who do you want to win and who do you think will win? Uh, who do I want to win? Um, I want the Socceroos to win, but that's yes. probably <laughs> improbable yeah. right yeah. now. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I honestly don't care who wins. I just hope these games are, are known for the football. I, I did notice how the quarterfinals, there's a lot of whinging about the referee, which yeah. I found hard to cop. Like Even Harry Maguire had a pop at the ref in their game for 50-50 decisions going against. Well, the 50-50 decisions for a reason. Like yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you go down one path of 50, well, another 50 are going to think that you're wrong. So, yeah. um, And they totally switched off on the goal that France ended up being the winner for France, that header from Giroud. So, yeah, yeah I, I didn't like that aspect. I hope the football speaks for itself. I do think France will get over the top of Morocco, who, who have done so well to get to the semifinals. Yeah, that is a real Cinderella story, that Morocco, isn't it? I mean, the first African nation mm. to get to the semifinals, if I'm correct? Yep. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah right. you know soccer. Yeah, so well, my my daughter is a is. I mean, I I know how so, how passionate soccer fans are because I'm one of them now. My daughter plays in the NPL, and I uh, I just love watching her play, and I'm and I I can understand the frustration and the emotion that goes into the game because you watch it, and there are so few chances, so that when you get them, I mean, what's but, your advice? Um, I'm trying to remember whether we can air this or not. What's the what's the advice you gave her? Uh, about scoring. Can we say it on air? No. No, we can't. Right, okay. No. And I'm a good parent. And, I'm a, and I am a good parent. Just so you know. I'll have docs on my door. 
I forget what we can and can't say on no, here. But, but Adam, I, I'm just uh, like I I love I, I love the, the the Morocco story, but um, but I I I feel like I would just love to see a player who has has been so generational in in Lionel Messi. You just love to see him lift the World Cup. I mean, I would for yeah. for the sake yeah, of what he's done in the game. It's just that missing piece. That's probably the moment that the, the organisers, like the Qataris want. They want this photo to be, and it would stand the rest of time, like Messi standing there on a podium with the World Cup in Qatar yeah. after finally winning the World Cup. That, that's what the organisers want. That's what all of Argentina wants. That's what a lot of fans around the world who love this guy like yourself want. But everyone else wants something entirely different. So, um, oh, well, yeah, think- that, that's the... I, I, I think France have had their. I mean, France are a good side. They're defending champions, but you know they're French, um, <laughs> which like I, I've had Hello my to fair, our French listeners. I've, I've had uh, my fair share of challenges in France. I got lost before well, we, a test match, yeah, yeah. and I was in a village, and I tried to get someone to direct me back to the hotel. They sent me in the wrong direction, and I had an hour to get to the game, oh. and I got like, completely lost. I had to ring my wife and get her to speak to someone in French. To get the directions to get back to the hotel. So your French is not that great, <laughs> no, mate. No. We, we, see, I mean, I got French written on me to tell But well, yeah, like I. Okay. But Morocco can't beat France, can they? Adam. Uh, they can. They can because they play a style which frustrates the opposition. So mm. they, they defend really deep, um, like in between the lines. So you've, you've got four, say the four or five defenders, and then the next line of defenders, and then the next line. It's usually three lines. They have literally no space in between those lines. So you have to go over them, around them, because you can't go through them. Right. And over and around is difficult to do sometimes because if you've got numbers in the box to defend the around scenario with the cross coming in, and they defend their box really well, and then they can break and, and create some chances, they're dangerous. They're but dangerous. Attacking-wise, attacking wise, how many shots on goal did Morocco have in the last game? I mean... Don't know, but they only had about twenty four percent of possession, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, I think they had like one. Yeah, but they're, yeah. They're and really, they scored. They're really no, they're, they're actually really functional in the sense that they don't need a lot of possession to create chances. I think they had nine shots right, in goal okay. last last yep. in Portugal. So, and they they've had like no like against Spain they had twenty three percent possession, but they were still creating chances. So that Spain like just played them off the park with passing, but they couldn't create. Morocco, like Spain still had more shots, but Morocco with what they had, they were doing more with it. And that's a really dangerous mix sometimes in a one-off game. Right, yeah. Adam Peacock, love the work you do for Code Sports, mate, and us here at SCN. Uh, love uh, love your coverage of the soccer. I'm glad you had a, a wonderful trip. Uh, Adam had this amazing trip. He went, to, he went to England and then went to Qatar with the whole family. Mate, that would have been amazing. A great experience. Oh, I didn't take the whole family with Oh. Me to Qatar and I only took my boy to England. So, yeah, the girls are really happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you got some Christmas shopping to do, mate. Yeah, get, get them the Matt Rogers book for Christmas, yeah, mate. Yeah, that'll that'll go down stores. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, mate, don't laugh about, about it. it. <laughs> mate, go to Big W. They're already pre-signed by the cat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam. Thanks for your time tonight, mate. See you, mate. Love chatting to you. Have a good one, guys. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats.
Yes, uh, welcome back to it. Uh, this is uh, Sats and Jace here tonight. Big uh, win last night uh, by the Sydney Thunder by a run, by wicket, I should say, in the final ball of the game in the first Big Bash game. Right, I'm over. Sandler oh, playing a miss oh, and it got through the keeper. He's got two, four boys. Can you believe it? Of all the options to pick of how this game would finish, I had four boys about 20th on a list of 20. Yeah. How was the crowd, Jace? I was. Uh, it was seven thousand. Okay. In it was Canberra. in Canberra, so that's yeah. it's three quarters full. Yep. So and it was a very Did cold night. Did you find night. it interesting that the Big Bash is launched in Canberra? Uh, no, not really, because I, I imagine the Thunder. Do the the Thunder play out? Actually, yeah, good, good call. They normally play out at um, uh, a course stadium. The Thunder, because the Stars play at the SCG. Yeah, mate, it's a really interesting one. It's strange. Maybe they've got a deal to play some games in Canberra. Yeah, I, I get that. And and all credit to them taking games to other areas. But to open the Big Bash in Canberra, that's... Yeah. Adam Zampa took his 100th Big Bash wicket. Uh, he was skipper last night. His yep. mate, Stoinis, was crook on the sideline. Had COVID. Yeah, he was wrapped up in a blanket, and I go. I think he regrets <laughs> now. So they said they had their own dressing room and everything. Yeah, he, was he and one of the other players they had their own dressing room. Joey Burns. Yeah, was it Joey Burns? Yeah, he plays for the Stars, and they had to go in separate vehicles. But they were the guys in the hazmat suits. Yep. And yeah, they weren't allowed to fist pump or anything like that. So they, they were in the hazmat suits. Yes. Stornis and Burns. Yeah. Did uh, they play in the? Yes, in the they, did, they did, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, women's 4 by 100 relay finish. This of course, amazing. the short course uh, I, championships are on at the moment. I don't get that hot for the short course, but still, it was, this was an, an amazing, amazing race, wasn't it? Yeah, this is, uh, this is the record being broken by the girls. The world record is well and truly in jeopardy here, and McKeon with a mighty swim. Australia hit the lead. We've got 25 metres to go. Could Australia be set for gold in a world record? It's McKeon. She's powering to the wall. The Aussies are going to win it for the first time, and they've broken the world record. What a swim by Australia's golden girl. McKeon with a blistering final leg. She she has to be the greatest Australian swimmer. In fact, probably the greatest female swimmer ever in the world, Emma McKeon, ever. I can't think of anyone greater than her. Uh, yeah, Inga de Bruyne. There's... No, she's past her, mate. Yeah. She's past I mean, her. the arguments will be Dawn Fraser, two Olympics where she won gold medals and should have been a third. Yep. Um, she's so right she... up there with Dawny. Yeah, she is. Um, but... I, I think you gauge by Olympic success. I think that's fair to say. And Emma McKeon. Yeah, and Emma McKeon at the next Olympics, if she dominates again, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, she will be. But um, what an amazing effort as well. And not only that, the depth that we've got in our Australian swimming. Um, and that was she won that last night with um, – there was Megan Wilson, there was Maddie Harris. Also, um, this young lady by the name of Molly O'Callaghan. Now, she beat Emma McKeon this year. Mm. In one of the trials, and she's going to be another superstar. Like she'll dominate, yeah. right? She'll dominate swimming for the next eight to ten years. How good is it? Oh, I love, I love watching the girls. They just—is it one of the main? Is it one of the major sports that Australia has been the most dominant in worldwide for many decades? 
Oh, we haven't dom- There's been patches where we haven't dominated. Yeah. In the women's you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the swim team. No. I mean, we had some bad – remember the whole still knocks thing that we went through? That Was yeah, was that we, London? Yeah, but we still had world champions and we still had world record holders. Yeah, no. I, 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 think, I think right now we're back at our peak. The men are going well, but the women incredibly well. Mm. The women are far superior to our, our, our male swimmers. Yeah. And there's no ego about them. I'm not saying the men have egos, but the girls just, they love it, mate. Mm. The looks on their faces and that. Uh, Time for us to get into this. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Uh, Mate, yours, we talked about this the, uh, the other night about Michael Clark. Yeah, Michael Clark saying on his show, Big Sports Breakfast, saying that, uh, and it's all in relation to the St. George Laura Dragons, a lot of the players that didn't go to the presentation night. And he made a comment, which I thought as a former Australian skipper was quite disrespectful, not only to the sport, but disrespectful to the man that the, the medal for the player of the year for an Australian cricket player, the Alan Border medal, it's named after him. Um, I thought it was really disappointing um, in relation to what he had to say about um, if it wasn't compulsory... I wouldn't have attended. Come on, that's ridiculous. Man, AB a- wouldn't care. Michael Clark wouldn't be much to AB. I've got to tell you that. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. But, as yeah, you're right. As an Australian cricket captain, you, we don't have many. But not only as an Australian cricketing captain, I mean, it's the night that yeah, celebrates I know, I know, the, I know. the best player in the game representing Australia. Yep. And we... We're told to- year after year about how proud everyone is to wear the, the baggy green, how hard you fight for it. Then to say, oh, I don't want to be there because it's a television event. It's not, a, it's not right on the calendar. What? So you want to revolve your holidays and go away because one of our greatest batters of all time, mm. a medal that's named after him. To be honest, though, I've never watched it. I have. Yeah. I, I mean, I they're f- all long nights. But I find it boring. It's good if you're in the room. But you... But watching it on TV, no thanks. But you you don't have that emo- you don't have that physical attachment to it. You got an emotional attachment to cricket, but the physical attachment is oh yeah, I'm I'm talking about yeah, like for you to who what, care? What We're I'm giving try- Michael Clark too much oxygen. What I'm trying to say is, if you said it, that's fair enough. But for an Australian skipper to say oh, absolutely. it, absolutely, yeah, oh, I, I totally agree. Disrespectful. Speaking of Australian skippers, the yeah. gift that keeps on giving, Pat Cummins is now promoting hoodies that are made from seaweed. Come on, that's ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous that hoodies are made from seaweed. Yeah, uh, but, mate, it's all about the planet. Yeah. It's all about the planet. Mm. Uh, Apparently, these are are made... And you know what? Probably a great product, but he's basically saying if if we sell 2,000 of these, we'll be able to replant the seabed uh, along the coast of New South Wales. Now, Pat, I hope you've taken into account the amount of boats... Uh, fishermen, uh, the fish, all that sort of, I mean, how do you do it? It's not like tr- plant a tree day. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Pat. I know. And how does 2,000 hoodies re- re-sow the bed of Sydney Harbour? Like, you're taking seaweed out of the bed. You've got to take your hat off to him. I mean, if he's going to stand alongside these beliefs, he's, now he's, He's preaching what he believes in. So mm, okay. you can't hold him accountable for that. Right, yeah. He uh, just, <laughs> he just, you don't want to be a hypocrite yep. down the track. I don't know how he's going to get to India next year. 
Well, he better not be flying business class. There's a plane made out of seaweed. Is <laughs> yeah. Hasn't announced that yet. <laughs> no. If we sell 4,000 of these, we could make a 787. <laughs> one class because no one's better than others. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, the 7C Kia Sorento large SUV brings you sports day. More in a moment. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome to it. Uh, Sats back in the studio tonight. Satsy, we're looking at the great sporting moments of 2022. You missed uh, Ash Barty last night, but I'll tell you what, this bloke had to be there when he won the 150th British Open. Cam Smith. Yeah, of course. What a milestone as well, 150th of the Open. And many believe that the Masters, the green jacket, is the one that everyone strives for. And, yes, they do, golfers. But I've got to say, when you talk to a lot of the golfers that have been on the circuit, the, the British Open, the Open Championship is the one they all want. Is it? The, yeah, because of the nostalgia, the history of it all, the tough conditions. Um, and it gives you the golden ticket to everything, doesn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. So Cam Smith and just takes it all in his stride. But the way that he played that final day, especially – down that last, the last leg of the the back nine, yeah, unbelievable. And he had John Rahm chasing him as well. Some of those parts, just were unbelievable. You know, I was listening to uh, one of the golfing shows um, the other day, uh, talking to a, there was a couple of American uh, former golfers that were talking about the different players and who's the best driver that you've ever seen, who's had the biggest drive in their history, who's the best putter, and both agreed that Cam Smith is in the top three greatest putters. That the game's ever seen. Yeah, well, he this, showed it that day. This is how it unfolded. Cam Smith has won the 150th Open. He is the champion golfer of the year. And with a score of 268, the winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Cameron Smith. Yeah, nice stuff. Yeah, of course, he then, after that, Remember they were hounding him mm. at the British Open or at the Open after he'd won? He then would cap off the year with a win at the Live Tournament in Chicago after he signed with Live for about $140 million. Yep. Incredible. And then was crowned, uh, he crowned off the year with the Australian Open win uh, in Queensland. It's been a big year for Cam Smith in 2022. Uh, I can't wait to see what next year's got in store for and and whether he can play the Masters which he should be able to do. Now that he's signed with Live Golf, the Masters is not a part of the PGA. Mm. It's a different kettle of fish. It'll be interesting. Watch this space. Uh, and plus, he'll be playing in a Live Tournament in uh, April in Adelaide, Adelaide yeah. which will be great as well. The seven-seat Kia Sorento Large SUV uh, brings you our great sporting moments of 2022. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to it for New Farm Australian through and through. If you're listening through uh, 1620 AM SCN on the Goldie, gearing up for the Christmas markets at Southport over the weekend. I grew up in Southport. You did? Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you? I'm not going to ask what you find at the markets in Southport. Top of 26 on a partly cloudy day with a low... Uh, of 18 overnight. How's nice. Chinatown going in Southport? Yeah, good. 
Really good. When it opened, it had two Chinese restaurants and yeah. some massage joints. Yeah. yeah, well, the massage place, there's a couple of massage places still there. Great Asian restaurants. Yes. Um, the Southport They're Markets. restaurants. Southport yeah. Markets. Yeah, very on the Broadwater. Nice relishes. Oh, really? And also Biltong. What? Jerky. Oh. Mm. New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. Uh, we didn't talk about the, the World Cup, of course. Uh, Argentina won 3-0. He gets up to the shoulder of Gvardiol, who's kept him at bay. Messi spins around. Gvardiol gets goal side of him, lays it back in. It's a third for Argentina. Julian Alvarez is there to finish, but it was the wizardry. It was the majesty. It was outstanding from Lionel Messi, who twisted and turned, and he had Yoshko Gvardiol all up in a knot, and he laid it right into the feet of Alvarez, and it is Argentina 3, Croatia 0, and Argentina are marching into the World Cup final. And they are, uh, and of course... Um, France and uh, Morocco. Tomorrow morning, yeah. 5 a.m. Queensland time. Isn't it amazing how sport plays out? You know, we... Messi has always been a, a real fan favourite around the world. He, from the outside looking in, he always looks like such a, you know, such a, a humble guy. Yep. Um, a a favourite to a lot of the fans, and he's never won a World Cup. And so to possibly finish his career at some stage in the very, very near future to win a World Cup. Come on, Morocco. The, planet, the planets are aligning for no, Lionel Messi. Morocco will get there. Building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. Big Bash tonight. Adelaide Strikers will play the Sydney Chris Lynn. Sixers. Rashid Khan. Yeah. Mm. And then tomorrow, the Brisbane Heat take on the Renegades in Cairns. Wow, that wouldn't be too hot. That's going to be very Brisbane Heat. Mm. Oh, wow. Is that North Brisbane Heat? Like we did that. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Here till Friday. Try the chicken. Make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search Suncorp Home Insurance for a quote today. This is Sports Day. Got to go. Sats, we'll be back tomorrow night. See ya.